It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yeah. Sound super enthused. I'll, I'll, I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> we've been we've been away for a little while. Uh, actually, I'll just preface that. No, well, let's just do the intro first. Uh, uh, hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm Ed. I'm Peter. And we're probably going to be a little bit rusty today because we've been off for a couple of weeks. Our listeners won't know this because our episodes are staggered. But we've had about three weeks off. I went off to shoot a film. Peter went to do his project called. Parkdale Picnics. Parkdale Picnics. Uh, but we're back this week, and this week we have the letter. That's why you say Q. We have the letter Q. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it. Anyway, we have, we have the letter Q. I'm a little nervous about it because I'm also just waking up. And okay. It's going to be a hard letter. We have and the I letter. Think we're trying something new. We have and, the letter uh, Q, and we have we are trying something new in that this week the letters, not the letters, the words that start with that letter were given to us by contributors. So if you contributed a word, you might be about to get a shout out in thanks for what you gave us. So I'm going to shake the cup. Peter, say when you're ready. Okay, do it. Let's go. All right, this Q word is quizzes. And the word quizzes comes from us comes to us from Mip. No last name, just Mip. So dear Mip, thank you for your contribution. The word this week is quizzes. Peter, what first think, comes to mind think, when you think of quizzes? Um dread. <laughs> just, just sheer existential dread. Sheer existential dread. Uh, in the in the dread of being quizzed, the dread that you might be yeah, called hate, upon to be I quizzed. Don't, don't like quizzes i don't like trivia i i find I, I guess our show is basically just trivia so our show has a lot of trivia elements to it yeah. <laughs> no yeah quizzes stress me out I, I don't now this comes as a surprise to me because you seem uh quite the history buff you seem to have quite a, a a wide birth of knowledge you seem to know some very esoteric subjects and you seem to know some very general subjects i would be surprised to hear that you were not a good quizzer I think it's because I'm a generalist as opposed to, you know, knowing a lot of things about a couple of things. And typically, you know, a quiz night is hosted at a bar or, you know, kind of a space where there are lots of people who, you know, participate in lots of different walks of life. And there's only a few things that really, you know, kind of unite people across the board. And those things happen to be sort of mass media related or sports related. And I know nothing about either of those topics. Yeah, but there's also, you know, the subjects that come up all the time, the science, the geography, the history. I'm sure you can get a lot of those ones. At a pub night, at a trivia thing, it's, it's never that. It's like, you know, what was the first video that Madonna released? you know wearing a pink bra or something it was like how the fuck would i know that i i also love that your first thought your absolute first thought when you think of quizzing is pub quizzing you don't think of like you don't think of like taking an exam you don't think of anything academic you think of a pub quiz <laughs> have you ever won a pub quiz have i ever won a pub quiz yeah no see i i have but i won i won um I was doing a pub quiz at uh, the Great Northern Hotel in Chatswood, New South Wales. So shout out to the Great Northern Hotel. And they would do this thing where they would have like one big question. And it was the question that was supposed to be like so hard that everyone would be like, oh, who's going to know that? And, you know, the host guy would be really smug about it. And I was about probably 19. And they did like the whole, you know, the, the, the team trivia night. And then they were like, all right, well, here's the big question. Wink, wink. Who's going to get this one? 
And he said, everybody knows the Warner Brothers studio. Can anybody name all four of the Warner Brothers? And people were like, oh, dear. And I just went, yeah, I can. (laughs) I can. It's uh, Harry, Jack, Sam, and Albert. And he went, oh, okay. And he had to give me $500. So I got $500. I know. I know. And it was like genuine disappointment in the guy's eyes i'm sure it was like his bonus that i just that i just swept away totally you just took his like his children are starving because you knew the answer to that question yeah but uh yeah he did not factor in that there would be one sort of 1910s film nerd in the audience and uh, that's where that came up you know what's funny i don't think of pub trivia first i think of something like jeopardy i think of like a tv trivia show when i think of quizzes when somebody says quizzes i'm thinking you know pyramid or or or, or match game or you know jeopardy See, but that's more of that pop culture stuff that i know absolutely nothing about like i don't even know what those shows are you don't no, hang on you don't know okay you know what Jeopardy well, yeah, is. I know what Jeopardy is, of okay. course. Um, Which is an especially stupid show because you have to answer the question in the form of a question. I don't know. Like, who cares? Just, like, obviously you know the answer. Do you know you why? Know I can I can tell you why. I can tell you why. And there's a fascinating story behind this. Amazingly. Thank you, Mip, for throwing in quizzes because suddenly I, I do have something to talk about. In uh, the sort of 1950s, 1960s, there was this massive quiz show scandal it was like a real thing that ended up going all the way to, I think, Congress and the Supreme Court. There was this game show called 21, and there were these two competitors. There's a film about it, and I only know their names because I've seen the film, and they were played by John Turturro and, and Ray Fiennes. But there were these two competitors called Herb Stemple and Charles Van Doren. And Herb Stemple was sort of the bookish, nerdy guy who knew all the answers and was the champion. And the producers of the show thought, look, this guy's getting all the answers, but he's not very charismatic and he's not really drawing an audience. What we need is a sexy, all-American kind of guy who we can put in there and, you know, he can be our new champion and people can really rally around him. So they just gave him the answers. They said, look, Charles Van Doren, we want you to win. We, we don't really care about the money because, you know, we're making the money off advertisers. We'll just give you all the answers. And when it broke that this happened, it was a huge scandal because this guy, Charles Van Doren, had been lauded by the public. He'd been appointed to like honorary educative positions. And then when it happened, the public was like, wait, can we not trust anything that happens on TV? Is everything on TV a scandal? In fact, yes. there's, there's, there was this thing where they would, um, at the beginning of the show, they would say, the questions for 21 are locked in a secure vault at Chase Manhattan Bank and uh, shipped to the studio under armed guard. You know, like they'd make this whole thing about yeah. how secretive. But then the producers, the, the producers were like, you know, how did, how did they, people said to the producers, how did they get the questions? How did they get them past the armed guards? And they were like, the armed guards is not a thing. That's just, that's just decoration at the beginning. <laughs> that's not a real, that's television. So it was, it was A, this scandal of like, you know, who can you trust on television? Then it was like, B, uh, game shows are apparently all fake. So by the time it got to Jeopardy, the guy who created it, whose name was... Oh, crap, why can't I think of his name? Uh, 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 I'll think of it later. The guy who created Who's Jeopardy, it? he was like, look, people don't want question and answer games anymore because nobody trusts them. People see these things and they're like, oh, it's all a big scam. And his wife said, sort of half as a joke, she was like, um, 221 Baker Street. And he goes, uh... Where is where Sherlock Holmes lives? And she was like, there you go. That's the new format for a game show. I give you the answer. You give me the question. It's a completely revolutionary thing. That's why Jeopardy questions are done backwards. 
It was. No, I think it's fine that I think it's fine that you can't remember that guy's name since it was actually his wife's idea. That's true. Although he was famous for um being like the game show king, Merv Griffin was his name. Merv Griffin. Oh, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I, I think, think his name was yeah. Merv Griffin. That might might be right. Anyway, yeah, but it was this whole thing about like the game show scandal became one of the first times because you know television was only introduced in sort of the 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 mid nineteen forties, and so they had this thing in the mid nineteen fifties, early nineteen sixties, where they were like, wait. Can we not trust TV? We were told that the questions were delivered under armed guard. We were told that this was a secure process. Is that just a thing we've been told? It's an interesting, it's an interesting moment in history for people. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, so back to quizzing. I mean, you, you said that you thought uh, you, you thought it was strange that I thought of like pub quizzes as opposed to something more academic. Um, it's funny because like I don't think of quizzes as being academic exercises like I like the closest thing I can think of is doing an exam in you know those scantron sheets yes yeah. you have a pencil and these little tiny circles and totally. you have to color in the little circles that, that correspond to your answer that I guess feels fun it feels like doing a quiz um, <laughs> but how do you think like how do you associate quizzes with academia? I associate quizzes with academia as just like a synonym for a test. You know, like at the end of a subject, you take a quiz. I was thinking yeah, of... Maybe in elementary school. Well, it's just how you <laughs> use the word. Are you saying that the word quiz doesn't, isn't, isn't an appropriate word for an exam? I mean, it, it doesn't carry enough gravitas. You know, quiz sounds all flippant. <laughs> so quiz is like the fun version of the word exam. It's like you could say, oh, we're going to have an exam. Oh. But instead you could say, oh, we're going to have a quiz. Oh. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty like good. Nobody ever says pop exam. People say pop quiz. Pop exam. Yeah, what is a pop quiz? A pop quiz is just a, a quiz that you don't know is coming up, right? A pop quiz is like, well, right. pop, so pop it just showed just up. Just add some anxiety. I'm already anxious about a quiz, and I don't like surprises. So just imagine my terror at the pop quiz. Okay, if you were going into round 10 of the pop quiz, whatever it is, and you can choose your subject, what is the subject you're going in with? Food. That's that's very general though. You don't want to be like all oh, food history, or you don't want to be like you know fruit history or something very specific. Food, I think you could get really caught up with. Like I'm sure I could stump you on a food question. Hang on, uh, 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 uh. I probably can't. Now that I'm thinking about that, if there's one person who can't stump you on a food question, it's me. Um, uh, phone in. Uh, get you know maybe a listener can stump me on. A all food right. Question. What 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 country does the bergamot originate from? So what? The bergamot. This is, this is not a culinary question. The bergamot is a fruit. Oh, the bergamot? Yeah. It's not really a fruit. It's a... But, Wait, well, is, it's, is it not? It's Hang on. It's a citrus. It's not an edible citrus. Uh, where is it from? Oh, let's take a guess. I don't know, to be honest. You, you can say any country and I'll believe you. I, did not, I didn't even realize Whatever. that a citrus wasn't a fruit. Well, it is a fruit. I lied about that part. I just don't think of it as a fruit because it's not like... You wouldn't cut, peel the bergamot and then eat its contents. Like, it's really... You only use it for its essential oils. Right. I thought you were talking about that thing about... You know when people say, oh, you know, there's there's really no such thing as a vegetable because, you know, a carrot is just a root, a cauliflower is just a uh, a flower, uh, a lettuce is just a leaf, etc., etc. Well, that's a funny one, too. You know, like... Uh, Rhubarb, for example, it's rhubarb season in, in Ontario where we live, and I'm a big rhubarb fan, but rhubarb is a vegetable. I, I would be hard-pressed to say that rhubarb uh, is not my favorite vegetable, in fact. <laughs> you know, but it, we treat it as a fruit. 
So I guess there's a, you know, there's an argument to be made there. Is rhubarb the one that's grown in the dark? Uh, it grows really well in the dark, yeah. That's called forced rhubarb. It doesn't oh. have to grow in the dark. You can also just grow it in your yard. Uh, but say, for a lot say of the commercial forest? we consume is, is forced, so it's growing forced. in the dark. See, I think you can you do could... that with asparagus, too. Yeah, see, I think you're selling yourself short. I think you'd be a pretty good quiz quizzer, quiz master, quizzy, quizzed one. Okay, but, you know, ask me about baseball or a TV show, and I'm screwed. All right, ask you about a TV show. Who played Hawkeye on the TV show MASH? I don't know. Really? Alan Alda. I thought you would get that one. That's disappointing to me. <laughs> See, for me, it's sports that would sports would be my undoing. It's like I feel like I could go through any, I could fake my way through a lot of categories on a very surface knowledge, but I don't even have a surface knowledge of sports. I don't have I don't have next to a surface knowledge of sports. I don't know how most sports are played. No, I don't either. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think our listeners are getting a clear picture of the kinds of kids we were. Yeah, and the kind of and the kind of adults we are currently as well. <laughs> you know, I, feel, I feel like I'm more often invited to be on the team as an adult than I ever was as a kid. What teams are you invited to be on? Oh, actually, I will admit I've played you in ping pong a few times, and you are surprisingly good. You are surprisingly oh, good at table so tennis because you're you're also good. So. Yeah, but that's the thing is that I usually go into table tennis as sort of like considering myself a bit of a ringer. I usually go in like, well, I guess I'll play, and then I, I show my skills. But with you, you really whacked me down. You know what I did start wow. playing, and you were part of this, was uh, a local fella, Miles, introduced us, introduced me, at least, to bocce. And bocce's a fantastic game. It's, it's, it's... so much fun. And anyone can play, you know? It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's inclusive. And you just stand there drinking for half the time. It's great. Yeah, if you have one arm, you can play bocce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. if you have two arms, you can play bocce and hold a beer at the same time. This is pretty great. So yeah. this summer, gang... Um, get into bocce because we did last summer or maybe it was the summer before no it must have been the summer before when we were still allowed to do things and it was a real revelation for me in particular um any last thoughts on quizzes before we move on peter i, I don't think so but I'm, I'm really hoping that we we end up with you know bocce as a word when we get back to b that's true b would be a great word uh before we go peter would you like to tell people about our merchandising and website and also about parkdale picnics tell us a little bit about parkdale picnics Parktail Picnics, uh, Parktail Picnics is a project that uh, is, I guess, seasonal for now, and we just had our first event of the, the spring, uh, and we make picnics. You can order them online and uh, and pick them up, and so everything's safe and nice, and we try to uh, pop up throughout the city of Toronto, so stay tuned. You can peep us on Insta and all that, slide into our DMs, haha. <laughs> All that um but uh, enough about that project more about us ed and peter uh you can visit our webpage. it's at uh podpage.com slash ed dash peter and on that page you can find links to previous episodes you can find all the ways you can listen to our episodes you can order merch and uh you can also leave us a message uh and if we get one probably play it because i think we've only received two so far so and let's, we played it. Uh, we played. We played the damn messages. So play. So send us your voicemails, and they will get heard. They will get played. We just want to hear your lovely voices. We grow tired of hearing each other. This is true. All right, that's quizzes for the week. The letter Q was a hard, hard uh, letter to come up with, but I'm glad we did. Uh, I'm Ed. And I'm Peter, and uh, thanks again, Mip. Thank you, Mip. <laughs>